the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Sophie will ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. And we are in the house. Thank you for joining us tonight. Yes. I'm going to focus. Stacy, I'm going to concentrate. And I'm going to try to speak as clearly as I can tonight. You're doing great. That we had, we had a conversation earlier, and he sounded he sounded yeah, really good. He sounded well, good. All things considered, yeah. <laughs> if I um, stop coughing, well, <laughs> just yeah, right, you just stop coughing. <laughs> yeah, don't cough during your your <laughs> while um, talking. Anyway, uh, it's a matter of concentration okay. more than anything else. Mm. You see, in our age, as Adults, speech is more of a reflexive uh, action. Mm -hmm. We don't think about every sound we make and every Mm -hmm. syllable and every word. We just, we have the idea in our mind what we want to say, and out of our mouth comes the words, and we just flow and and go fast. But all of a sudden, you have a stroke, and you had to con- concentrate on yeah. every sound and every yeah. syllable, and you had to know what you're saying mm. and choose words that you can pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> Your That's vocabulary good... has got. <laughs> yeah, and um, so I've always um, I've been telling folks that my my brand new granddaughter Ellie, mm-hmm. and that is. Uh, a uh, year and a half now, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. and she's uh, learning to talk. Yes. She's getting after it. Well, in the same way, when she learned to walk, I was learning <laughs> to walk. So now Ellie and I are learning to, <laughs> to speak to together. Oh, yeah, that's you know, very kind like of you grandfather, to go like the, daughter. Yes. <laughs> you didn't have to go to such lengths yeah, to right. well, be able I, to relate, but I, I, she te- I don't know who teaches <laughs> who the most. Uh, she is a very articulate young gal. She's, oh, she's got no down very well. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, that, that's one of our first words as human beings, isn't it? No matter what language you're speaking, no. And somewhere in Actually, there, mine. 
Mine. Mine. Oh, yes. Mine. Yes. That would be actually very interesting is if in every language, no is it. So is, is it niet? What's it? Niet. Niet. Well, so I'm, sure it right. <laughs> I am, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. That would, would be interesting. I would bet on it mm-hmm. if I if I had to. No in it. No in any. No in any language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love, love in, in any, any language. language. Yeah. But anyway, we are. I'm going to concentrate tonight and uh, see if I can make it to the program. Oh, you're sounding Everybody good. Everybody understanding every word. And we are starting out with the book of Jeremiah. Yes. We finished the last chapters, uh, 63 to 66 of Isaiah mm-hmm. this past week. And um, then we re- ride on into the book of Jeremiah. And these are the, probably, if you mm-hmm. think of Daniel... These are uh, pretty much kind of the premier, would you say, the premier major prophets that in the in the Old Testament. I would say that they're, is. They're, mm-hmm. They had the longest works yeah. uh, and the longest period, period of time mm-hmm. when they exercised their ministry. And it's... Um, it's so interesting when we think about the scriptures, Stacey, uh, that when I've gone through the Bible now many times as we read through the Bible every year, and it it's remarkable what you get. You told me you commented on this one time. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, I think, your third or fourth year third. to mm-hmm. go through. Mm-hmm. And it's about that third year when you start getting, you get a kind of a grasp of the whole uh, narrative, mm-hmm. and you begin to see the flow of it uh, through the scriptures, and it really becomes uh, exciting in a, a very special way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think someone had to wait three years to get something out of the Bible, of course. But after a, a time of going through it, like at three or four years, you start getting a sense of the flow of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the diversity of the scriptures is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got every kind of instruction. We have uh, history. There's stories. Mm-hmm. Daniel and the lion's in, David and Goliath and you have these exciting stories of faith, uh, of failure, mm-hmm. because uh, this is warts and all. They tell the good times and the bad times, and and so we get we get to see uh, the weaknesses and the strengths of people, even our heroes, mm-hmm. their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. They they don't hide those or cover those up. So history is one. Now history was always my uh, favorite strength, my favorite okay. because my learning style is experience. experiential. Mm-hmm. I uh, if I learn by doing mm-hmm. more than by reading or someone showing me, mm-hmm. I, I learn by doing, uh, and so I, I kind of live vicariously through. <laughs> The uh, other people's doings, yeah, through their <laughs> actions, uh-huh. and um, 
So I, and and that's the way I, I think the Bible mm-hmm. has one of the reasons we find in the Bible the scriptures a variety of styles because it appeals to every learning mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. history, and then there there's other parts of it that are uh, instruction. Mm-hmm. Just do this, don't do that. Do this and then do this and then do that. It's kind of like the learning style of your brother Sean. Uh-huh. Sean uh, can learn by reading a manual. <laughs> right. I can't learn very well. I've tried to get better at it by following instructions in a manual mm-hmm. and then doing it. Mm-hmm. Your mother is, can't <laughs> do it for sure. She's not uh, 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 that kind of learner. But Sean is. He. Learned some uh, Japanese, I think, just by Reading the internet. <laughs> he goes in and says how to do it, and then he does it. So um, there, there's instruction and guidance. In some parts of the Bible, read like a computer manual. Mm-hmm. Do this, and then do that, and so much in the, you know, the the worship instructions of Leviticus come mm-hmm. to mind. And then there's also prophecy and of course i don't mean predictive prophecy although there is a predictive element in much of the prophecy but i mean by prophecy preaching Mm -hmm. where you you motivate people Mm -hmm. you know you pound Mm -hmm. the pulpit and you (laughs) and sometimes you do acrobatics and you do (laughs) uh, symbolism and gestures Mm -hmm. and so on (laughs) and so we have prophecy with its it stimulates it challenges Mm -hmm. it calls upon Mm -hmm. people accept the challenge or repent Mm -hmm. and so on and finally you even have poetry Mm -hmm. which speaks of the the emotions and the feelings involved as a human being, mm-hmm. the the emotional responses to God and mm-hmm. to who God is, wh- what God is doing for us and in us and around us. And so you have the Psalms, you have the Proverbs, mm-hmm. you have Job is often mentioned as part of the, uh, the poetry. Mm-hmm. Although it's none of these uh, books are are one hundred percent, even in the poetry, sometimes there's a, a story element, mm-hmm. and in the story element, sometimes it breaks into song uh, and so on. But you had these four literary styles, mm-hmm. or, or at least maybe more, and they appeal to the learning style. Learning style that we've observed mm-hmm. that uh, all human, human beings have. So uh, I, I, well, I'm glad to share that. I've been I like to announce out every now and again, and let our listeners know that whatever learning style they have, mm-hmm. it, it is uh, it is addressed in the scriptures in some Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And the book of Jeremiah is uh, like Isaiah. Now these two prophets by themselves, they minister for 90 years, almost 100 years before Jerusalem is 
destroyed. Mm -hmm. And they're both looking, uh, looking to the, they're both announcing, God announced through Isaiah and through Jeremiah, God announces that judgment is coming. And Isaiah called upon the people to repent, to turn to God, to turn back to God. You could still avoid the coming judgment. Mm -hmm. And he called upon them. Now, Isaiah is now later. Uh, Isaiah Jeremiah. prophesied from what? Somewhere around 740 B.C. to 680 or something, 681. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that long years, many years, about 60 years, calling on the people to to repent, to turn to God, to turn back. Mm -hmm. And then uh, about, would you say, 620? 627. So for about 50 years, yeah, between Isaiah and Jeremiah, there was uh, Nahum and Zephaniah, two minor prophets. And by minor, we don't mean less important, (laughs) just not as long works. Less. <laughs> Nahum and Zephaniah. And then Jeremiah picks it up about 627 B.C. And his ministry actually ends at the, the destruction of Jerusalem mm-hmm. in 586. Mm-hmm. So you got uh, 40 years there. And Jeremiah, his ministry is very different from Isaiah's and uh, in not entirely but remember there's a part of Isaiah's calling and he said I want you to talk to the people call them to repent and so on and so and they won't listen mm-hmm. now that that's that was actually true. a little bit similar to it's Isaiah similar, yeah. uh, it, although it's much more uh, exaggerated uh, clear and much more yeah. exaggerated when it came to Jeremiah because mm-hmm. uh, there they actually would not just, oh, they were polite. He's a prophet. Let's give him, you know, with Jeremiah, he, got he no was respect. scorned. <laughs> he was scorned. He was rejected. Mm-hmm. He was uh, threatened. He was, mm-hmm. There were assassination attempts on him, and he really... Uh, went through difficulty uh, a, as a believer. His safety, he was put in prison. He mm-hmm. was uh, house under house arrest and so on. In a cistern. And put down Famously. in the cistern, down the hole, mm-hmm. and, and kept there. So uh, Jeremiah, by this time, the people were, were really antagonistic toward God Mm -hmm. and toward the things of God. They were caught up in idolatry and and the uh, false gods and uh, idol worship, Mm -hmm. and uh, they just did not want to hear about God. And we may think of it, I think we may have thought of this at one time, I know I did, it's a little bit. That's unbelievable. How the how do people do that? Because mm-hmm. God has been so good to them and so faithful, and they can they've been able to see His hand in their in their country. 
But every generation is new. Mm-hmm. It just when it changes generation, uh, God had to prove Himself, and the people of every generation had to build their own yeah. uh, quantity of experience mm-hmm. with Him. I thought it was yeah interesting. Get your own right. Um, our pastor today. I, I don't. Let's see. He can't remember the. I should remember because it's all about remembering. But in terms of in the Old Testament, well, one of the most uh-huh. the words you know word counts of different. Yeah. But one of the most uh, used words in the Old Testament is remember, 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 remember. remember. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I'm sure Jeremiah and Isaiah, but uh, yes, we uh, to remember. Well, that that brings to mind to something else that uh, it's probably good to mention at times uh, on the program here because comes to the question: What is the Bible? And sometimes we are guilty of. How would you say we idealize or uh, we make the Bible um, some the magic book? And and I don't worry. I I know there is this uh, without doubt. There's a supernatural element to what the Bible has. God stirred uh, men and women to write down their experiences, mm-hmm. to write down what they what they learned from God in their time, in their life, mm-hmm. what he taught them. And uh and that that is I think that's important to remember <laughs> about yeah. the Bible. It's it's not a magic book in a sense. It it seems like it because it, it's the theme it's talking about is the most important topic you can imagine. It's our very existence. It's God, the creator of all the earth and people and his plan for us and why he created created mm-hmm. us, how we get to know him and so on. Um, but on the other hand, it's just normal men and women like us mm-hmm. who, who were... Uh, some of them were carpenters and shepherds and uh, farmers, and some of them were preachers. Some of them were uh, kings and princes and governors and leading and so on. In other words, and a lot of just normal folk, John and Mary type <laughs> people <laughs> who experience God mm-hmm. in their life and they write they were moved by the Holy Spirit to write down mm-hmm. their experiences now one thing about that that would be indeed supernatural is that we believe that they wrote truthfully they didn't color it they didn't uh, try to lie they wrote a truthful account mm-hmm. and they knew it of their experience with God, good points and bad points, strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And they wrote down those experiences, what they saw God do in their time, in their life. And now we get to read it and benefit now as God's people in this 
in our time, we had this amazing book God gave us that we can read and we can learn from the experience uh, of these other men and women in their time, the troubles they faced, the difficulties, the victories, and the losses that we can learn from their experiences, mm -hmm. extrapolate from what they experienced to what we're looking at in our time. And although our times are unpre unprecedented in many ways with uh, technology and advances and so on, medicine and all, on the other hand, human nature hasn't changed that much. Right. We still have the same basic problems mm -hmm. uh, as individuals and as societies that they have. And we can learn from them uh, about in, uh, in our uh, walk with God and for our experience of life as individuals, as families, as communities, and as nations. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's another point that I wanted to bring up good before we get into the actual body of the book of Jeremiah and we start talking about his calling to ministry, which we'll talk about at our in our next segment. Okay. Oh, Jeremiah's call to ministry and a very unique calling, very interesting. I identify with in in some way, and I'm, I'm not a prophet. And I'm not claiming to be, but I came to God at a very young, tender age. And, and I walked with him faithfully through mm -hmm. these years. Uh, or I made sin. I sinned just like every other human being. But I've had Jesus to go to and have forgiveness and cleansing and strength to overcome, to grow, and to learn. But it, I've been seeing God use me. Mm -hmm. I never thought I would be on the mission field for over 50 years mm -hmm. of my life. But that's why God opened the door to me for. Mm -hmm. I feel kind of like the purpose of my life had been to serve God, to speak for God in many countries, nations, mm -hmm. and to help men and women all over the world come to faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's it's a, the exciting joy and thrill mm -hmm. for me. But every person had the right. God's been using you too, Stacey, as a young lady, as a teenager, until adulthood, and he's using your life. Mm -hmm. And so I would like all of our listeners to experience a sense of calling on their life and knowing that God did use them in a unique Away. Well, and maybe we can talk a little bit. You you were saying about nations and about how uh, nation um, and how Jeremiah's message interacted not only, of course, with the people, with, well, with Israel and the southern. Uh, uh, he addresses and, nine other nations yes, around yes. And so much of this time, I mean, the Assyrians, the Egyptians, uh, the Babylonians, uh, yep. the Samaria, the Samarian, the, uh, and of course, the Moabites. The, the, and yes, yeah. and you've got Judah in the south, you've got Israel up in the north, uh, and the ten tribes in the north to the south. And how now, does... Not, not in Jeremiah's time. Well, that's true. Uh, Jeremiah's time, Samaria had Israel already, had already, uh, has already fallen. 
Colin. Yes. And I'm sure, though, that that played into, and here I love this uh, chart that you have. You have the prophets uh, lined up time-wise with the different kings and how, what that interaction is like. And um, there's there's our music. So maybe we'll come back to this. But how can one person have an impact when you do feel a little overwhelmed by all of sure. these huge nations that are in conflict and so maybe that's what we can come yeah, back and talk with about good okay. all right well thanks so much for listening you're listening to the bible live that is our music for a break we will be right back to talk about the book of jeremiah don't go away should be a John playlist. We need to do a John playlist on the Bible Live website. I will say you're listening to the Bible Live. And speaking of the website, we're reading this week from the book of Jeremiah. And if you go to BibleLive.com or, dot, or, um, or TheBibleLive.com, and then you go to podcast and programs and you will find all of the readings archived. And so if you want to catch up, um, this next week we're going to finish up Jeremiah, and then are we going into what? Where do we go after Jeremiah? I think we back go to back the to the New Testament. Isn't that funny that we say back to the season. New Testament? <laughs> oh yeah, we're going back <laughs> forward to, to back. the New Testament. That's mm-hmm. good. Um, back to the future. Yep. Um, <laughs> going back to the future. Oh, that's good. It's fun. Uh, but you can listen to uh, all of the readings, and then in the sun at Sunday evening you can. Tune in at 9 o'clock, which is where we are now. And it's Dad and I just talking about the week's reading and where we've learned and where we are in uh, this incredible book, God's yeah. Word. It's a remarkable book. And oh, I wanted to mention too, Stacey, what yeah. you said earlier about our website. This, um, this table that I have uh, put mm-hmm. together... Mm-hmm. It shows the time from from 950 BC when the uh, kingdoms divided, and right. we started with uh, Israel in the north and Judah, Judah in the south. After the first uh, three kings, Saul, David, and Solomon, mm-hmm. then the kingdom divides, and I have a the. Uh, chronology you can see down through the middle there's a line of the years mm-hmm. 950 bc 925 900 and so on and then on the, each side i have on the left side is judah mm-hmm. and on the right side is israel the tribes in the north and you had the kings of israel and judah and you had the prophets and listed as they, some of the prophets uh, spoke primarily 
to Israel in the north, mm -hmm. uh, a number of them. Some spoke primarily to Judah in the south, and, of course, uh, both at times as well. So you can see the kings lie up, I mean, the prophets line up with the kings. Yes. It, it is it's a great. very helpful, yeah, it is very helpful. Uh, uh, design. And so what we have done, we marked our list with the time of uh, the time of. Isaiah in the time of Jeremiah, and you see the kings of Judah and Israel, the kings uh, under which they exercise their ministry. Right. And it's quite, and so, quite right. interesting. Yeah, that it, is. It, and so it, the kings, of course, of Israel stop at a, uh, about 722 because yeah. that's when they are captured by Assyria. So right. no more after that. But then, of course, the Judah. This, uh, continues until about 586. Uh, yeah. And, and I want them to know that this table is on the website. Oh, great. And you can go to it. Uh, you navigate and find <laughs> your way to it. You explore. You have fun. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, a little treasure. It. <laughs> no. and, but it, it's a PDF file. Okay. Uh, and they can click on it. And you can download it. And print and it. Print and print it out for yourself it. Yeah. as well. That's great. But one of those good helps that it's available at the Bible Live website. Uh, you were in the sea. You were you were saying that um, maps and how tos weren't your learning. But this is this yeah, is yeah, great. Kind of, well, <laughs> is this uh, considered a is this is old a, dog new trick? Uh, yeah. Maybe you can <laughs> teach us a, a new trick. This in is the an now, awful yeah. lot like a manual here. Uh, <laughs> You like okay. experience learner. Uh, yeah, so do talk about, we before the break, we were uh, talking about, so Jeremiah, uh, he received his calling when he was fairly, fairly young. Evidently, he came from a somewhat priestly home, mm -hmm. uh, and he is called the weeping prophet. He's unique, I think, uh, a lot because he is, he reminds me a little bit of David in terms of his writing and his, he's very open with his feelings about things. And, yeah. and that's a neat thing to be able to read because it does humanize. I, I think people, in fact, downstairs, uh, I was running a little bit late to the studio. And so we have a security guard, Mike, our normal. Um, hi, Mike, if you're listening and out there, he's uh, taking the day off. So we have a, a security guard and he said, oh, your dad's already gone up. And uh, so he walked me up and he said, what are y'all doing? You know, what are you doing tonight? What's the program? And I told him it's the book of Jeremiah. And he goes, oh, I like Jeremiah. And I said, that's tends to be a lot of people's reactions to Jeremiah. We like Jeremiah because he's relatable. He's very, I think probably especially in our culture today where, you know, genuine is, is being yeah. genuine. Is, and maybe is, uh, the underdog. And a little bit of the underdog, yeah. right. And so, uh, but Jeremiah does. He tends to be relatable because he does put it out there. Um, he was a son of a priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the land of Benjamin, I guess he was of the tribe of Benjamin, I guess. Uh, although mm -hmm. he's a son of a priest, he must have been um, somewhat a Levite or oh, right. partially mm -hmm. a, a, a Levitical lineage as well. 
Um, during the 13th year of the reign of Josiah, remember the young child king? Yes. He gives a, his first message is in, during the time of Josiah. Which would have seen, so just, uh, and you can maybe get a little bit of a feel for how Jeremiah wrote or why he wrote or felt maybe the way he did. I mean, Josiah was a time of revival mm-hmm. and was a time of spiritual uh, coming back to the Lord, a time of the law being found and read aloud. And it was probably spiritually a pretty exciting time. But when Josiah was killed by the Egyptians, he was killed, uh, that pretty much ended. And so the next king after Josiah, let's see, Jehoahaz. Did I pronounce that? Okay. You did great. <laughs> Jehoah has that. Uh, and so here then. Uh, and then who was it? Was Jehoakim. It Jehoakim. Jehoakim. Okay. And then Jehoakim. And then Zedekiah. The, the final kings. Yeah. Yes. And so, but Jeremiah, probably that would have been maybe frustrating, you know, to have experienced something that looked like was going to be a revival, looked as if it was going to maybe even save them from what he knew was coming. And then for that to just be come crashing down and to realize, no, you know, we're, we are bound for this destruction and to know that it's coming and to, to not be able to really do anything about it. And that's what we, where we left off before the break was right. just one person being told to share this message, to preach it, to tell it, to know, but to know that it's yeah. not going to really have any effect, that at least that you will ever see. And then to realize you're just this one person amongst Babylon, Assyria, Egypt, and all these different the nations. Big world, and, you know, this and, big world. The whole world. nation is right. against you. Yes. And, and so Jeremiah, very good. he's called the weeping that's prophet. That's the point for, you were wanting to make, the idea <laughs> at that least the question I wanted what difference to can one person? Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the things we see, I think, in the scriptures is that one person one person can make a big difference. Uh, and I'm not, uh, think about stressing that is that we make every person well uh, dramatic and yes, right. like well, Jeremiah or Isaiah. Yes. And, and this, there won't be yeah. many of those, perhaps. Right. But, and sometimes I think we tend to view making a difference through the lens of kind of of um of our understanding of of time yeah. and of history and realizing and that's maybe what was so sweet about you know we uh during the break just went and looked at there's that very famous in Jeremiah and his calling and what God says to him the Lord gave me this message I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. And then Jeremiah replies, Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. And the Lord replied, Don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. 
Then the Lord reached out and touched my mouth and said, Look, I have put my words in your mouth. Today I appoint you. And it goes on, uh, and, and that's the calling of Jeremiah. And I appoint you to stand up against nations mm-hmm. and kingdoms. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just really powerful. Yeah. Yes. And we are kind of trying to think through what is that understanding of, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. You know, we don't think it means that we existed as a spirit prior to being formed in the right. womb. We aren't eternal. We we weren't. There was a point of creation. God breathed life into us. There's the miracle of conception, and that that happened. And but yeah, it means the that of he conception is a continuation of the miracle of creation because yes, God put right. in place right. uh, procreation and, and the man was able to procreate and, and renew himself right. and through children. And so um, it's, right. it's, a, it's a continuation of the act of creation. God in a, in a in given place. morning mm-hmm. creates each one of us so we don't think there would a uh, Pre-existent spirit, right. except Jesus, right. the one, the one who was eternal Son of God, and took who that took off. on flesh <laughs> yes, and right. left off by voluntarily left off the free exercise of his divine prerogatives mm-hmm. for our sakes, lived a life of perfect life of faith, trust, obedience to the Father, uh, as a man, mm-hmm. without depending on his. Uh, divine powers and uh, and so on. He did that as a man, Mm -hmm. trusting in God the Father, guided by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And he he did it perfectly. Mm -hmm. Then he who knew no sin became sin for us. Mm -hmm. So we see the uniqueness of Jesus. But uh, I don't think uh, Jeremiah was a pre-existing spirit. I think this is an an expression of maybe the fact that God is eternal and yes. sees yes. our a life and our experience yes. so differently than what we yes. see it. And so our understanding of history and of what matters and who matters and how one person can make any kind of a difference, I, I think, is a completely different from how God views it. God so. sees, and, and I think he's affirming that and giving Jeremiah that um, assurance and that comfort in a way with these, I knew you before, I knew what you're going to do. I know you, Jeremiah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and he can say that just as equally to, to any of those who are in him and our new creations. I think, I don't know what you feel about that, Stacey, this idea of a calling uh, I get it in my own life. I, I, I've said, I think I have felt and sensed the calling to serve God, love God, to reach others with the gospel message all my life. And I think it is part of God's calling on my life. I, I tend to think that every believer, every Christian, had the privilege of knowing that God had a plan for their life, mm-hmm. a calling. A, That's a, another famous Jeremiah. <laughs> for I know I the plans I have for you, declares the yes. Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I kind of think that now, it, 
It doesn't mean that everybody's going to be uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, yeah. uh, or we're all going to be Billy Grahams or <laughs> Bill Brights or uh, even Sophie Lawrence or the our patcher that we love and admire. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't mean that we're all, but there is a calling, there is a place, there is a there's an opportunity mm -hmm. that every believer has for use of God in a special way in their particular sphere, mm -hmm. in their family, in their uh, neighborhood. And, and some might end up being very far-reaching. They might travel and do ministry in other countries and, and get that experience. But, you know, they may just make one convert, one, one disciple their whole life. And, and it happens to be Billy Graham. <laughs> or it happens to be someone who serves the Lord faithfully for many years. Uh, so I... I, um, I always love I, that. I like to yeah. think that Christians have a right to know that I'm special. God is a plan for my life. Mm -hmm. I always... Um, well, one... I can't help but hear uh, softly and tenderly Jesus is calling. <laughs> calling yeah. anytime you say calling. No <laughs> invitation. The invitation. Yes, calling a sinner right. come home. And I do think that there's something. I mean, the first and foremost, uh, I even think of Ellie. So my, my, she's 17 months old. And currently we're working on her responding to my calling. I mean, it's not something that goes... Uh, it's not in our, it's, uh, it, it goes against our flesh. I think, um, my guess is, you know, in the, in the garden after they, after Eve and Adam had eaten of the fruit, had disobeyed after there was sin and separation, they hid, yeah. you know, Jesus call, he was coming in the garden and instead of coming to him and just the reaction was to hide. So first and foremost, and, and Ellie, you know, so I, I've realized she's starting to walk and to be mobile and I mean, I call for her and I mean, nothing, I get nothing from her. She doesn't bat an eye. She doesn't even pause to say, you know, yes, what would you like? She just doesn't. And I, oh my goodness, we're going to have to actually work in, on training her to listen, listen to my voice and to, and to respond, to come, come. to me, to come well, to me come. when I call you and to follow me. And yes. I think that that is first and foremost, yes. each yes. Um, child of God's responsibility is that when he calls, we, we, we respond to him. We yes. don't ignore, we don't just, and it doesn't, I think it's pretty simple. I mean, it can pretty much just be, just stop what you're doing <laughs> when you hear his voice or when you're, and, come to and, mom. and, and just, come to dad. just come to, yeah, stop and, and, and come to him. Listen, listen to him. I agree. Um, I see there's got to be a, a way of teaching that and, um, uh, it may not be easy. It may yes. require uh, some discipline uh, uh, and some effort and uh, in intentionality. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some uh, Sean Dollars and Stacy Dollars and Scott Dollar. Who are perfect children. We actually, <laughs> my mom, my wife, and I have finally formed the opinion that God was so good to us. 
He gave us three perfect children. <laughs> he knew he couldn't handle <laughs> no, just too bad. No, but the, yeah, we wouldn't be able to handle. <laughs> but you guys had never been a stretch or strain. You have obeyed generally and, and youth and children. <laughs> I think y'all are, uh, I think you have, you're forgetting. I think you've blocked yeah, things we, out is what that blocked is. blocked it out. <laughs> but, but you're right, though, that, that you have to teach your children that mm-hmm. because we learn that's how they're going to have to hear God's voice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and hear him calling them. Right, to, and to, to respond obediently. Yeah. Um, but it is, a, I think, you know, with, um, well, right, with with Jeremiah, you know, it is a hard, it's not necessarily then, I guess, about um, what we think the outcome should be. Um, and we've probably, you know, we've we've learned that you think with Job or with um, any time we have these expectations where we think, OK, well, then God's calling. Uh, stop and listen. Pay attention. And what is he, you know, having having me do? And then I think we we uh, have expectations then on that. And so I do this and then he's going to do this or I do. And that's where I think it's, it's hard. That is really tricky. And I think difficult sometimes because you, it seems as if you're moving then into a relationship that is, um, transactional as opposed to, uh, Oh, I guess probably a loving, you know, mm-hmm. a, um, or an unconditional one. It seems that be, like it becomes a conditioned um, relationship in that at that point. And maybe that's where you really have to remember, though, that the one that's calling you, and um, when you respond, it's it's not a boss. It's not a. I mean, he is a king, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is a boss, but he's also a father and a parent. So it's, it's a, uh, it's um, the relationship, but it, but it can sometimes be difficult just because you also, it's that grace um, versus, you know, the, the legalism, you know, being a legalistic and obedient and, and then you, and then you kind of, slip into a little bit of a, uh, you know, prideful. If I am, oh, well, I'm doing everything that he says. I'm listening to everything. Uh, I'm obedient. I'm, and which is good. It's a, we are, yeah. we are meant yeah. to be obedient. Um, but but we a, also are aware of yes. our weaknesses and yes. our vulnerabilities. Yes. And our identity isn't in, <coughs> in being a, like the best, the competent, the um, perfect. I he he. In fact, anything. What I love, Paul. You know, it's all grace. Um, if there's anything in me that has been has answered the call, it is grace. And maybe Paul is one that really learned that lesson because it really took quite a bit for him to become obedient and submissive to the Lord. But uh, anyway, that's just something that I think maybe it's personalities, uh, but you, where you, it's, it's very, once you start slipping into 
okay, I, I love the Lord and I've given my life to him. I mean, now you think of the disciples even. It's like, okay, but who, so who gets to sit at your right hand? Yeah. Who's going to be the best, the best disciple? Who's going to be the most effective? Who's yeah. going to be the one that suffers the most? And in a way, that's a sweet, you know, I, it, the it Lord probably be. considers that. It can be. Um, and Jesus answered the question and said, uh, do you, are you able to drink of that oh, cup? And yeah, you're yeah. able to take what that mm-hmm. will... Uh, remember, mm-hmm. Paul mm-hmm. was chosen by Jesus, mm-hmm. especially, to do his right. work. But he said, he must suffer great things for my namesake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we might not want to get... <laughs> all, know, all, know, all get what they want. All might not like what they get. Yeah, I think that's right. how it goes. That's Something from like the magician's that, yeah. nephew. Well, the, the thing I think it, the important thing, Stacey, is we keep trying to figure out our place in the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you're talking about. There's a natural sense of, okay. So the key to that really is, first and foremost, what is God doing? Mm-hmm. What is what is God doing calling in the world? Out, calling out a people for himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and okay. So we, we participate, we actively engage ourselves mm-hmm. at that level, and we can eat mm-hmm. those in our place. Uh, in our way, and we keep the more, it's really more of a factor of finding out what God is doing and lend yourself to it. Right. And then you, He will bring you to whatever level of right. uh, function that you're going to have. If it's going to be very big in public, or if it's going to be quiet yeah. to the side. Yeah. But he does it. There's a, one of my favorite quotes. We'll come back to that after this. This is the Bible Live. Stay with us. It's always been about peace. It's always been about truth. Everything in its own way. Like a starry summer night or a snow-covered winter's day. And everybody's Do you remember him coming to San Antonio? Not, who is that? Uh, Ray Stevens. No. Ray Stevens. I would think, who are the other ones that sang that song? I've only heard this version. No. What was his name? Uh, he sang about raindrops for falling. Oh, B.J. Thomas. I think, I remember when B.J. Thomas came to San Antonio. Uh, I have a friend who is a, uh, at that time, uh, uh, congressman. He's an ex-boys rancher who went and, and uh, was elected to the Congress, and he helped bring Beaton Thomas to San Antonio for some reason. And we got to go to the supper, and Scott and Sean sang in front of B.J. Thomas. And, uh, Do you remember what they sang? Oh, it was one of the songs from Little, Probably little, little Tree. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the songs going from Little Tree, I think. But, uh, yeah, I was thinking that would be Jay Thomas. Yeah, no, this, this is Ray Stevens, yeah. uh, interestingly enough. 
The same guy that did Mississippi Squirrel Revival? Yeah. And The Streak? <sighs> the Streaker. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting guy. Well, we got one segment left, Stacey, yeah. and we did barely introduce our dear friend Jeremiah yeah. and what his calling is, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a rough a rough road to hoe because he's, yes. nobody's going to listen. They're yeah. going to reject him. He's going to be mm. persecuted. He's going to be mm. uh, threatened. Very tough law. And he's told clearly in in message well that he would not marry. Mm. So he didn't even have anybody to to share his misery. (laughs) Right. Uh, But there is an aspect of one of the lessons that we learned from Jeremiah is intimacy with God. Mm. And that's one of the things that Jeremiah had. Mm -hmm. And it probably was what sustained him more than anything else. He had a great intimacy with God and a confidence in God. And uh, th- that's one thing we can focus on and see. He he heard God's voice and he knew he was, uh, he was doing what God wanted him to do. And that gave him courage to do it in spite of the many dangers mm-hmm. involved. And God kept his promise to Jeremiah. Uh, in powerful ways, preserved him, protected him. Let me mention one thing. He had a helper. Do you remember his uh, secretary named Baruch? Yes, who is evidently who wrote this down for him. Faithful and loyal Mm -hmm. helper. And and, uh, he wasn't the preacher himself, but he was like his, his support team, you know, he, <laughs> he'd send him twenty five dollars a month and and invested in the ministry of of, of uh, Jeremiah. Uh, Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, he had a tough life, and then we saw the beginning of it tonight. Yeah. And what what were your yeah? You well, I guess about? real quickly, I just just is this the Bible live? <laughs> in yeah. case you're just tuning in and wondering. Um, we uh, and we're talking about the book of Jeremiah, and I before the break, you know, sometimes, especially when it comes to maybe when it comes to rhetoric or when it comes to preaching, or and by rhetoric I mean the art of persuasion, right? And and so and in a book like Jeremiah, he is so the Lord gives him a message, and he so he gives the message. And nobody changes. And I think that's what, you know, what is really exciting and what we all want to be a part of is revival. I mean, what we longing for is heaven, really, when all hearts are going to be turned to and worshiping and uh, a collective, a congregational just worship and a transcendence and, I mean, joy and peace, rain. And so it's difficult when you have a message and and you want and you have this wonderful goal, which is turning to Jesus or try, I guess turning to the Lord mm-hmm. and uh, and yet nobody's listening. And it's really exciting when people do listen. And we all as believers, I think, long for and it's OK. It's OK to long for people to want, you know, to to long for people to listen to 
you <laughs> about God. And it's exciting when they do. And so, but it can also um, very easily turn a little bit into, I mean, we, we see it with sometimes with churches and pastors or to, you start to become a little bit like, okay, well, that's, that's me. I'm doing that. And it can become uh, uh, more about you and your voice and people listening to, you know, you or, and so I guess where does that line fall between works and, 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 you know, you're checking box and people are listening to me and I'm making a difference and I'm changing and it starts to turn into kind of a works mentality or where, or versus an obedience and it's a, and it's a sanctification as opposed to, to, justification when do and maybe that's the re, the important distinction is that everything that we're doing and our response to the lord once we are justified and we are new creations and we are in him in christ, in christ our works that's when they do begin to matter as a process of sanctification none of it is our salvation none of the works none of the is what defines us or makes us our identity or gains us uh, salvation right. it is but it but it is changing us slowly but surely god is calling us to be obedient not because we're changing other people's lives but by being obedient our lives are changing and becoming more like him Part of the process yes. of him sanctifying our lives or yes. building the character of his son Jesus right. into us individually. Right. And that's conflating those. Yes. Those two dynamics yes. are always a part of our experience. Mm-hmm. One is God, whatever we do, he's using it in a way to refine us. Right. Uh, as people to teach us and learn, like you said, we're learning how to come when he says come. And, <laughs> yes. uh, but at the same time, he's using us constructively as part of his plan for other people's lives. Right. And that's where I love yeah, that amazing. quote. I said I, I said I had a quote, so I've got to honor that. Okay. <laughs> but it's the one that you always I'm, uh, say, and I don't even know if it really could be called a quote. Maybe it's more like a saying, but I'm just I one. I must have got it from somebody else. Somebody. Very little original <laughs> with me. But well, the idea of I'm just a beggar telling other beggars where to find food. And I think that is a really sweet uh, mentality when it comes to the inspiration or the motivation um, for sharing the gospel, for sharing good news. It's uh, it's not really. I mean, of course, you want them to eat the food, to find food, and to eat it. But and then I love that Jeremiah twenty verse nine. Um, it's, I've always loved this. I, uh, even if I, what is it? Um, there's a fire in my, if I say I won't speak, if I say I won't, I'm going to hold Jeremiah is frustrated because he's tired of preaching and and being rejected and of it, putting him in danger. And And so he said, I'm I'm going to be quiet. I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to. But then he realizes if I say I won't speak, his word is in me like a fire, a fire held up in my bones. I am weary. I cannot hold it in. 
Yeah. And I think that that's... Like the, Paul said, too, yes, one time about... Right. One judge said, we don't speak, you know, because yeah. just can't hold it in. We can't hold it in. And and I think that's the... Um, yeah. That's the... That's the... Insp- that's the... The heart that's the the correct attitude that's the correct um heart posture uh when that's it comes why to we sharing. admire uh i think it's part of the reason that we admired uh dr graham mm. he seemed mm. humble he, he did, one beggar showing other beggars where to find food yeah he had one beggar telling other beggars where, where he found food, food. Oh, and, the, I love and, that. and and bill yeah. bright other i think even our the woman at the well. <laughs> we are we are privileged, privileged in San Antonio. Mm. Privileged. That's a hard word to pronounce. Privileged. We have a privilege of, of, of having some truly godly men and women who serve in our churches. Mm-hmm. I, I really mean that. I've, I've been around the pastors of our city for now four or five decades, and they are hardworking, humble, mm-hmm. and, and they're they're fervent in their love for the Lord, and they loving their people and serving their people. Uh, I think we are truly blessed in our city with some godly men and women. Mm-hmm. A big, some are pastors of very large, prosperous churches, mega churches, and some are. Or medium time in small churches, mm-hmm. small congregations, starting and raising up new congregations. Mm-hmm. And we just, and, and I think a common common characteristic of them is what you said. They are just serving the Lord joyfully in, in the place and to the level, to the degree that God mm-hmm. opens the doors for them and they're walking through those doors and, yeah. And, and nothing, people. right? And we're not. And nothing is out of a position of looking for justification. No. It is sanctification that is happening, and I think that that's for me at least. That is something I have to continually go back to. Is that yeah. uh, that that God is? We're I'm, I'm past that. That I am saved. I am past salvation. Mm-hmm. I'm not nothing that I work through doing. And I is in Christ and set yeah. and confident in that. And as far, but that he's, but he, that's not where he's going to to leave. There's a maturing process. There is working out our salvation, and there's that um, being refined, uh, being yeah. sanctified, being made righteous and holy. And uh, and that's and and that can be fun. <laughs> God's gonna do what he, God's it's, it's gonna very, do with yeah, your life. Right. It's it, very it, free. I think there's a lot of freedom in remembering. Remembering. Eh? There's our word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that um, that we are His, and that now it's just a process of of you know his, He's working through us to help others find food, mm-hmm. but also in that process we're growing as well. And Jeremiah is a, just a neat book to yeah. read that because you see him. Um, you can kind of parallel parallel process. He's you kind of sees him going through that same understanding, that same uh, maturing yeah. process. You know, to God, it, 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 well, I'm glad you said that because uh, 
it's a good point to realize that Jeremiah is dealing with the nation as it was at that time. Mm. People that were proud, they were arrogant. Right. There were people who truly hated God, mm. who tr- did not want to hear any more about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were committed to uh, idolatry, to other gods or no gods. And so he lived in a real world and had to deal with it. And I do want to say parenthetically, in the times of revival, we tend to think a revival means that everybody's on the same side. Everybody's united in faith and everybody's coming to God. That is not really their, the time to revival were usually uh, there was a lot of re- resistance to the revival. It, yet the people, the uh, God's people in the in the culture in the society, are courageous, and they're they're feeling encouraged in God's strength. Just be the people of God, and, and I've heard many. Pastors say, let the church be the church. You know, they, mm-hmm. we need to be. Revival rarely was a majority thing. Mm, it doesn't mean there was always a vibrant mm-hmm. resistance mm-hmm. to it. it uh, Josiah's revival and mm. many of the other ones. Right. Now, there are exceptions like Nineveh, Nineveh. <laughs> where everybody every right from the king and the highest king <laughs> to the, down to the to lowest the servant, they all repented. <laughs> they all, yeah. it, which is interesting because it wasn't even uh, Israel. It yeah, wasn't, that is interesting. Uh, yeah. uh, in their uh, in their experience, but but revival, we can't do a poll and. Revival is a function of a poll, you know. Oh, eighty percent. Where it it doesn't. I I think it, it's a reflection of what God's doing in His people. What's important is the response of God's people. Mm-hmm. Are we in the saddle of faith? Are we trusting God? Are we serving as we best we can at our different different levels and our different places and, and God is able then to use us uh, redemptively in the culture, in the society broader. But it also depends on what God is doing in the world because God is preparing Israel in the time mm-hmm. of Isaiah and Jeremiah. He's preparing Israel to be destroyed, mm-hmm. to disappear and in the and then to reestablish them in the Roman Empire and bring them back at, at a certain level to be the, to bring the Messiah into the world. Mm-hmm. So God, uh, Isaiah and Jeremiah were both conscious of, of God's plan to bring uh, Israel, to use the people of Israel in, in, that, in that mega plan. Mm-hmm. And so... It's uh, complicated, but it's not. It's not terrible. We can't exhaustively understand mm-hmm. every detail, 
but God is doing somewhat the same thing in our world mm-hmm. with China. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I met a Chinese girl, a China, okay. a Chinese from China. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in our classes this morning, Aww. her name is Xi. Uh, was a mm-hmm. was cute, like their prime minister, but uh, loved the Lord. She went through our training uh, six years ago or seven years ago, and but it's just so interesting to see how God is re- yeah. reaching people from so many nations right. in our own culture mm-hmm. that we don't have to go there, but. God had brought so many cultures and mm-hmm. peoples to our own land right. that are re- they can receive Christ and know Christ and be used back in their own countries as well. Right. It was such a de- uh-huh. delight to meet her. Her mom and dad are still in China. She can't go back now because she's oh. serving in the United States Air Force. Right. So she's not welcome back in China. But our mom and dad are there. They are believers. Oh, and and uh, I just neat. enjoyed mm-hmm. to meet her. She helped us. She, she's not going through training now. She sees a white rope okay. and gets to help us in certain ways in what we're doing. But it's just an amazing. I don't know why I bring it up parenthetically because <laughs> well, we never know what God is right, up to, what anyhow, He might be doing. Yeah, that's so fun, and it is neat to be able to read it so clearly in the pages, and to have to be able to have the this perspective, this kind of bird's eye perspective. What it is, talk about privilege! You yeah. um, to have God's word here, to have all of history like this uh, written out to encourage us yeah. and to help us get to know who our Creator is and what he's doing and do. we can know his plan his desire his will mm-hmm. uh in a, in a big picture right. for the world and we can get lend our lives yes. to that and we grow yes and, and uh and in terms of trusting him, I mean, it, on one hand, it's it's sweet, but it's also a brutal. I mean, this is it's it's tough. I mean, Jeremiah, and here we talk about listening to God's call or not, and in a way, we it sounds sort of sweet and nice. And I talk about Ellie and my seventeen month old, and listen to mommy's voice. But at the other end of that, you know, it, it's actually you know if, if she the reason. We do. I want her so desperately to remember to learn to hear my voice to to obey me is because I'm trying to save her. I'm Amen. trying to help her to I do not want her to go into the street and be killed. Amen. I mean the consequences exactly. and what's on the other side of not responding to Jesus not really, is destruction and death and it's it's horrible it's horrific it's sad and i don't want that for ellie and i i think we also need to remember that with jeremiah and his calling on the other side of this and it's not god trying to you know punish people or be cruel or to but he gives them it's very much i mean a 
an option, you know, a choice. O- obey, Re- return to Trust me. You. I am life. I am trying to help you. Come to me. I am your salvation. I am your Messiah. I am God. I'm I am your. Trying to give you a future yeah, and, and a, a hope. hope. <laughs> I have plans to prosper you, to help you. And uh, and over again, though, they, they, and, and we've, you know, from, but you reject life. You reject God and it's destruction and it's and it's not a punishment. It's just the inevitability of what it is to not be to not have God. God is life, He is light, He is, and when you reject Him you are you are rejecting um life and, and you're at choosing this stage, uh it's all over but you know it like a first vision, the first message uh, he receives in chapter 2 of Jeremiah is uh, uh, chapter 1. Uh, About the Zedekiah? Vision, no. The boiling water pouring down mm. on Israel. It's yeah. his first uh, his first vision was an almond tree. Mm. When almond tree is a, a picture, it's one of the first uh, to flower or to mm. uh, in the season. Okay. So we're talking about this is coming soon now. Mm-hmm. And in the second vision, where well, there's a boiling pot of water pouring down over Israel, mm. Babylon, it's coming. Right. So. Well, and right. I always get so, you know, it makes, you always wonder, Zedekiah, and it, these are real people, this is stories, this is a real Zedekiah, the last king of uh, yeah. Judah, did not listen, and his children were killed right in front of him, and then his eyes were were yeah. were stabbed, I, and he was taken in as a prisoner by Babylon. And you know, it's not meant to be. You know, it's not meant to be scary, or it's not. To, uh, it's not an intimidation. If it, it is the reality it's that so, to life. Be yes, and it doesn't mean that Zedekiah did not repent and come right. to. It's never too late, and and you know these. If it takes, if it takes that kind of an awakening, or if it takes that to turn us to the Lord and to uh, what? What is the? Here's that quote that I always, you know. What, um, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Right. This world is temporary. And Good for you, yes, Katie. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Jim, Jim Elliott, that's the famous Jim Elliott. It was in his diary. And uh, to give up the things of this life, we can't keep it anyway. But with that eternal perspective, to gain that thing that we'll never lose. But anyway, this is the Bible Live. And we'll continue I to Jeremiah this week, and yes. we'll be back next Sunday to talk more about this amazing prophet of God. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 9.30 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz Show. Show.
Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and the Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 